The Achievements of Domestic Dissidents Woman Nam, I think the reason we've all come out here to spend the weekend talking with you is to get some of your perspectives on the state of the world and what we can do to change it. I'm wondering, do you think activism has brought about many changes in the USA in the past few decades? Oh, sure. Big changes, actually. I don't think the structure of the institutions has been changed, but you can see real changes in the culture, and in a lot of other ways, too. For instance, compare two presidential administrations in the 1960s and 1980s, the Kennedy administration and the Reagan administration. Now, in a sense, they had a lot in common, contrary to what everyone says. Both came into office on fraudulent denunciations of their predecessors as being wimpish and weak and letting the Russians get ahead of us. There was a fraudulent missile gap in the Kennedy case, a fraudulent window of vulnerability in the Reagan case. Both were characterized by a major escalation of the arms race, which means more international violence and increased taxpayer subsidies to advanced industry at home through military spending. Both were jingoist. Both tried to whip up fear in the general population through a lot of militarist hysteria and jingoism. Both launched highly aggressive foreign policies around the world. Kennedy substantially increased the level of violence in Latin America. The plague of repression that culminated in the 1980s under Reagan was in fact largely a result of his initiatives. Of course, the Kennedy administration was different in that, at least rhetorically, and to some extent in practice, it was concerned for social reform programs at home, whereas the Reagan administration was committed to the opposite, to eliminating what there was of a social welfare system here. But that probably reflects the difference in international affairs in the two periods more than anything else. In the early 1960s, the United States was the world-dominant power and had plenty of opportunity for combining international violence and commitment to military spending with social reform at home. By the 1980s, that same opportunity wasn't around anymore. The United States was just not that powerful and not that rich relative to its industrial rivals. In absolute terms, it was, but not relatively and there was a general consensus among elites. It wasn't just Reagan, that you had to break down the welfare state in order to maintain the profitability and competitiveness of American capital. But, that difference apart, the two administrations were very similar. On the other hand, they couldn't do the same things. So, for example, Kennedy could invade Cuba and launch the world's, to date, major international terrorist operation against them, which went on for years, probably still is going on. He was able to invade South Vietnam, which he did after all. Kennedy sent the American Air Force to bomb and napalm South Vietnam and defoliate the country, and he sent troops to crush the peasant independence movement there. And Vietnam's an area of minor American concern. It's way on the other end of the world. The Reagan administration tried to do similar things much closer to home in Central America, and couldn't. As soon as they started moving towards direct intervention in Central America, in the first few months of the administration in 1981, they had to back off and move to clandestine operations, secret arms sales, 
covert funding through client states, training of terrorist forces like the Contras in Nicaragua, and so on.